Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise because it's you're so worthy, Lord. And so, Father, as we begin to study kindness, help me, Jesus, because I need your assistance today. I pray for every family represented here, all the families that we've noticed all over the all over the world. We love you, God, and appreciate you oh so much. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, so let's get it started. We are going to start out um, kindness. Let me make sure there's nobody in the waiting room. But we're going to go ahead and get started. The topic today is kindness. And the very first thing that I want to read when it comes to kindness is uh, Genesis, the 50th chapter. Genesis 50. When I think about Genesis, of course, even before we even get to Genesis, the 50th chapter, starting with verse 15, is we know that God showed us kindness. And Adam and Eve, he showed kindness. And he showed them kindness in reference to he could have killed them, but he put them out to give them the opportunity, just like us sometimes, we have to be arrested arrested in God to be able to come back forth unto him. And so we just thank God that uh, Adam and Eve weren't murdered, that they were given the opportunity to return back to the Father. All right, so Genesis 50th chapter, starting with verse 12. And I'll read unless my husband has it. You want me to read? I got it. Okay. Genesis 50, we start with verse 15 and we're going to verse 21. Okay. Genesis 15 to verse 21. Genesis 50, verses 15 through 21, yes. Uh, Genesis 50 verses 15 through 21. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Thank you. Okay, and the word of the Lord reads, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which he, we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall we say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespasses of thy brethren and their sin, for they did not, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. And his brother also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am, am I in the place of God? But if for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, 
to save much people alive. Is that it? Amen. Amen. We're reading uh, Genesis 50. We just got through reading Genesis 50, 15 uh, through 21. And um, God is a good God. And our topic again is kindness. And so I kind of gave you guys a assignment uh, to look up kindness or to try to find out what you thought about kindness or an act of kindness. So we're going to pause for a moment. And then I'm going to talk about what I think about what Joseph did and why it was so significant, such a significant uh, example of kindness in the, in the Bible. So since Brother Man read, since uh, my hubby read, we're going to pass it over to the Montgomery's to start us out with a act of kindness or definition of kindness according to what you think and maybe one example. You're on mute, so don't start talking. Being kind, can you hear me? Yes. Being kind means treating others as you wish to be treated. Uh, looking beyond their faults and seeing their needs. All right, all right. Treating one another. Uh -huh. Amen. Amen. Sister Vanessa, you have anything? I, I think I think acts of kindness are not not as rare as we might think sometimes. I think it happens more than people think it happens. Okay. Right? Awesome. Awesome. Honey. Oh, Minister uh, Kelly. Um to to be kind is exactly what everybody stated. Um, to, you know, treat others as you wish to be treated and not to have any evil or malice in your heart. Uh, just, just doing what God has commanded us to do is kindness. Amen. Amen. Um, Webster says that kindness is the quality of being friendly or generous and considerate of others. It also says that it is an essential character that is displayed in mankind, essential, to being sympathetic, gentle, or benevolent toward others is the definition of kindness. And we've said that, we pretty much said it, I just said it like wordily with a lot of words, but y'all said the same thing. So, what I want to point out when it comes to Joseph and why Joseph wept and why his brothers felt the need to lie on their dead daddy. Let's talk about that for a moment. Why did they feel the need to lie on their dead daddy? Well, we know the story of Joseph, that he went from the pit to the palace, that his brothers threw him in the pit, and how he went to from the pit to Potiphar's house to the palace. And how they uh, mistreated him. They actually were going to murder him if it had not been for one of their brothers speaking up, saying, no, let's not murder him. You know, let's throw him in the pit in hopes that he would be able to, you know, rescue him later on. And then another brother said, let's, hey, let's not just, 
you know, shed his blood. Let's make a little bit of money off of him. Sold, sold him into slavery. And so sometimes the acts of people can upset us. They can bring us to the point where we're like, I didn't really do, especially when you didn't do anything. So uh, for someone, so for Joseph, he felt like there was a bigger calling in it all. So we know he went to Potiphar's house, the wife lied on him. The brothers lied on him, the wife lied on him. Uh, then he went um, from there to prison. So there's like four Ps there. So we got the pit, we got Potiphar, we got prison, and then we get to the palace. So then we know that when he got to the prison, he interpreted dreams for some. One uh, didn't turn out, his dream didn't turn out so well because he got murdered, the other one was restored. And so I'm kind of giving a, a little background so we can understand how this really is a kind act that Joseph is really saying when he does for his brothers, which he had no malice in his heart for them. Like I said, he believed that everything was uh, a point in time and place that was supposed to happen, things that were supposed to go on. And so um, for them to know their brother and still feel like, that they had to lie on their dead daddy. I'm just saying that again, because that just seems like a lie. And so he wept. He cried because he has done nothing to warrant them to believe that he still has malice in his heart for them. And it even talks about how, you know, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for our good. And so he begins to he begins to cry. So my question is in the is in the midst of this is have you ever had a situation where someone did you wrong and you've done everything that in your heart and possibly could do to try to draw them back in, even though they're the ones that actually did you wrong. And no matter what you did, they still have malice in their heart for you. Have, you. have you guys ever experienced something like that where you've been done wrong and, and then you're trying to make it right because you know that's not anything that the Lord would want you to experience or he wouldn't want you to hold malice. He wants you to move on. <laughs> so let's hear from you guys. Let's hear from the gallery. Well, nobody's been done wrong. Ooh, y'all are blessed, some blessed people. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh. Whoa, I'm just saying, I need to be just touching the screen and touching y'all and stuff, because I cannot say that. What's the question? The question. Yeah. Have you ever been in the situation that Joseph was in, where he tried to do, he was doing the right thing, he had been mistreated and he still was trying and he still tried to restore his family, but it wasn't accepted. That's yeah. the question. Have you been in that situation? And how did you feel about that? I felt um I felt helpless. Uh I felt like a nobody, nothing, you know what I mean? Um, like 
even when you sit up and you feel like you're trying to do right in in the midst of people doing you wrong or, or something in, in extent and yet nothing it seems like nothing is um nothing seems to be right nothing continues to fix the problem i guess in a sense okay okay hurt too you know evangelist montgomery <laughs> yes yes ma'am <laughs> yeah been in a situation such as when i had this um young lady and i used to supply provide and in the children she had they done wrong by me and i kept supplying them and they still never forgave me and never you know never want to rectify or get it right and they just kept on trying to hurt me and trip me up and you know and i'm still I'm, I'm still trying to make it right i'm still trying to do the right thing but they still coming against me hate me and doing hateful things for me and you know and so hard i try to the more they do wrong you know so and that made me feel so bad made me feel like just giving up you know but i'm still here Praise God. Amen. Amen. Minister Kelly? Well, I have to say that I'm a work in progress because uh, oftentimes when I try to do right by people and they've done me wrong, uh, my first response is I just quit messing with them. But uh, I'm trying to uh, do better in that area. and uh, But like I said, I'm a work in progress. Y'all. Amen. Amen. That's why I believe that the Lord gave me this topic to talk about. Because kindness is, is not just something you do. It's not, Jesus was moved with compassion on the crowd many of times. It was a part of his lifestyle. It wasn't just something he did to, you know, say, I'm, I'm moved with compassion. He did it because it was a part of his fabric. It was a part of his being. And so I feel like the Lord wanted us to, just to remind us that those kind acts, sometimes those kinds acts do not get um, the results that we desire. They don't, sometimes people mistreat you. Some, uh, what was this famous saying? They take your kindness for weakness. You know, but just because those people did that does not mean everybody will. You will find the nuggets. You will find those kind people that will treat you and, and appreciate the way you treat them. You know, and so just to keep us in mind of that. Uh, and also, um, I, I can understand how Joseph wept because I, I've been there and I've, I've wept and I'm like, I, I'm trying my best to to put it all back together, but I mean, I need some help. I mean, just can't open the door or, or something, you know? And so you just have to let God, let, you have to literally let God do it for you because you cannot do it in your own strength. Amen? Amen. Any comments before we go to the next scripture? No, no ma'am. All right, let's look at Leviticus. Uh, 19, starting with verse 33, and we're going to let the Montgomery's read it when they get there. Leviticus 19, 
We're just going to do a little small walk through the Bible just to see what the Bible says about how we're supposed to treat others. Now, these are things that we know. We literally know these things. But sometimes people get under our skin a little bit. They bother us a little, little bit sometimes. Amen? Yeah. Am I the only one that people yeah. rub you the wrong way sometimes? You want to know. Okay, 23? Oh, 33? Oh, 33? And 34. Okay. Uh, starting with verse 19, chapter 19, 33 and 34. Starting at 19. Okay. Okay, get it. Oh, mama. Do not, baby, go ahead and read. 39. Chapter 19, start with verse 33 and read 33 and 34. Okay. It says, um, who this God? Okay. Uh -oh. Oh, no, no. So we got little Eva on. Okay. Amen, Eva. Speak, girl, speak that word. Right. It reads such as when a foreigner reside among you in the land in your land, do not mistreat them. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you are foreigners in Egypt. I am your 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 God, for I am your God. Amen. Amen. So the, the children of Israel had this law that they needed to treat the strangers um, like they treated other treated people well. And one of the main reasons why I've read on uh, multiple occasions, one of the main reasons why is because they were strangers in the land that they came from Amen. in Egypt when they were uh, put into captivity. And so we, I, I, I say this, and let, let me put it this way. This is how God gave it to me. Don't forget where you came from. Don't act like <laughs> you had it all along. Amen. You know what I'm saying? When God blesses you, act like it's a blessing from God. Amen. People with respect and continue to treat people with love and compassion like you've always done. The reason why God blessed you with it is because of your humility. Not, not for you to get high-minded about a thing. But to be able to continue to draw near to him, we must go down to go up. Amen? Amen. Amen. Do we have any comments while I get the the next scripture? No, I don't. No, I don't. No. All right. Let's look at some other things that show for kindness. Of course, let's look at the proverb woman. So Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, and we're looking at verse 20. So when you have the kindness of God in you, or you trying to develop or utilize that kindness that God has shown to you with others, this is one of the ways that, that you do it in verse 20. Amen. It read, oh, it's this Bible key back to work. 
It just it doing what it wanna do. It's your phone, right? Oh. Uh, uh, somebody wanna read because I don't wanna hold y'all up. Be phone just jumping in. Go ahead, baby. What you want me to read? Proverbs thirty-one and twenty. Proverbs thirty-one and twenty. Yes. And the word of the Lord reads, "She stretched out her hand to the poor." Yeah. She reached forth her hands to the needy. Amen. Amen. So when God blesses us, we should show kindness to those that don't necessarily um, don't have the same things that we have. So we need to make sure that we are doing that. One of the things that Lord gave me as a, as a ministry is to be able to do something for the children, to be able to do something for the elderly, and to assist the poor and the homeless. And so that's part of the things that God had gave, given me. He's given that mandate to all of us, really. Uh, but that's one of the things that God has given to me as far as part of my ministry is to make sure that I'm helping in those areas. Jesus told us, the poor you have with you always. And he is telling the truth. But we also need to be mindful. We need to be trying to feed the poor, to feed the hungry, trying to assist in every way that we can. We need to be showing that compassion of Christ. Um, and that is the same thing, that, that, that is the same thing as being kind. So I wanna do some quotes and I wanna ask, uh, as I read the quote, tell me what you think of the quote. <clears throat> so I'm gonna read some quotes and these are not in the Bible, but they're good quotes. So, kindness is a language in which the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Is something that Mark Twain said. So when you think about that, what, what do you hear in that quote? Up can hear and the blind can see. Can uh, kindness, kindness is like uh, an act that you don't necessarily have to express, but it expresses itself by, it has its own language. I like that. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna give you one more quote. Human kindness has um, never weakened the stamina. Do what? Did you say something? No ma'am. Okay. Human kindness has never weakened the stamina or softened the free, the fabric of a free people. A nation does not have to be cruel to be tough. Y'all want to guess who said that? No. Open that truck. FDR uh, actually said it. Oh. Mr. Mr. Uh, History Buff back there, I thought he was going to get it. But basically, he's saying that you don't have to be, you don't have to be cruel. You can be kind. Kindness is okay. It's all right to be stern, but you can still be kind. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's get one more scripture in, and then we're going to uh, open it up for questions again. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. We probably can quote this one. 1 yeah. Corinthians 13, and the verse is going to be number 4. Care to suffer long? 
Okay, and it is kind, chariot, envied not, chariot, vaunted, vaunted, not itself. It is not puffed up. So we know that love and kindness are simultaneous words. So a lot of times when we share love or show love, express love, that is showing kindness to our fellow man, to our brothers and sisters, and to those that are are lovable. Some and some those that are not lovable. Amen. Sometimes we have to show that kindness in the midst of everything that we're going through. Every um, thing that we've thought about, you know, because we know even like right now with everything that's going on with the with the pandemic and everything that is going on with uh, the uh, uh, police brutality or just brutality on us all together, you know, we can be mean or cruel or hate hateful toward these things, but the Bible expressly tells us, now I'm not telling you to be a fool, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we have to go above and beyond and show that kindness and compassion. Now, like I said, I'm not telling you to be a fool. Let the Lord lead you in certain things and be humble. But God is asking us to step up even more than we've, he's ever asked us to step up. In, in times of this pandemic, you know, the church was the central theme of everything. Everybody had to get to the house of God or those of us that are Christians had to get to the house of God, but God loaded that thing because what he wants us to realize is this is the temple. The temple is our bodies. And that's what was important. We're taking our dirty temples to the temple. When really what he's trying to get us to do is to settle down, to cleanse out those things that need to be cleansed out of the temple, show kindness and compassion to others, Go over and check on that older uh, lady or gentleman. You know, be the church. Not just go to church, but be the church. And so how we do that, one of the ways that we do that is by uh, showing some kindness. And I'm one of those that's, it, here, I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those that won't be in the house of God. So it was difficult for me to, to step out and do what all God is telling me to do. And so uh, God is even teaching, you know, the teacher uh, what is expected and what is important for the Lord. Any comments? No. Okay, let's read one more scripture and then I'm going to talk to you. We're looking at Colossians. And I'm not going to have nobody read it. I'm going to read it. Colossians 3 and 12. Colossians 3 and 12. Let me know if you're there. Amen. 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 Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humilities, meekness, long-suffering, bearing one another's and forgiving one another, 
If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you so also must do. And I read the New King James Version. So God is expecting us. And, and the title of, uh, in my book, it says the character of the new man. So the old man has passed away and we are taking on the attributes and character of the new man, which is kindness. If you'll notice, Jesus was moved by compassion. And I said that earlier to do a lot of things. Like say, for instance, when he was traveling the country and then he, the a disciple said, hey, you know, uh, we need to, you know, we need to eat, man. <laughs> we, we need to get something to eat. And so he told them to, he told them to send them away. Send, you got, we ain't got enough food for them. We just got enough for us. And really they didn't have enough for themselves either. And then the, the, the young boy that brought his, his lunch and fed 5,000. I mean, come on now. In the act of him bringing his lunch, just the faith of him bringing his lunch was a kind act. He said, I don't have much. I'm paraphrasing. He said, I don't got much, but whatever I got, I'm sure enough going to give to Jesus. Can you imagine anything that you have in your hand and you hand it to the Lord and he make it thousands, three thousands with women and children. They, they always talk about that too. Which means it was more than that. That's 5,000 was just the men. And they picked up baskets of food afterwards. But any a little is much when it comes to God. But you got to start out with that kind act, that compassion and, and moving toward him to be able to receive. Now, there's some things that God just drop in your lap. He do. But there's some things that you really won't understand. You won't even grasp the full magnitude of what God is doing until you move. And here's a good example of the reason why I say that. Because if you'll notice with Abraham, glory to God, when Abraham was given the promise, Abraham, he told him to leave your country, do all of this, and, and don't take nobody, which is what he told him. And then, he, but he took Lot, and then ain't him having a dispute, and this, that, and the other, and the fourth, and then he ended up having to take me in to go try to save Lot. And all kind of stuff started happening because he, told, he didn't tell you to take him in the first place. But when he finally separated from Lot, pretty much, when he finally did the one thing that God had told him to do in the very beginning, that's when you see that not only was he blessed, but he was going to be a blessing. So it was in his movement, in his steps forward toward the goal, is when God actually opened the door for him to receive. And so we have to be mindful of those kind acts, and we need to make sure that we are uh, not set, sitting still. See, I hear people say, and I've done it myself, so I'm not just uh, badgering uh, others. I'm saying it. I've done it too. God said, be still and look, be still and know that I am God. But he also has, I mean, there's more scriptures in the Bible about movement than there is about being still. And even in the midst of being still, you still have to open your ears so that you can hear God, what God is saying about the movement. 
And so as we begin to, you know, kind of draw this thing to a close, I just want us to keep in mind, kindness and compassion, they are part of the uh, fabric of a Christian. Not being walked over, I'm not saying that, humility and kindness are a part of our fabric because it's a part of his. And if he lives on the inside of us, then that means it's inside of us too. Amen? Amen. So kindness, as we go through this week, the rest of this week, I just want us to be mindful that we got to start to begin to show what Christianity is all about. Not Bible thumpers, hitting people upside the head with the word, but our actions speak louder than anything we could do. And our temple, our body, our lives are the only scripture anybody will ever read. Some of them won't even read it. But they look at us. And if we show kindness, especially to those that don't show kindness to us, and I'm going to tell you, I know this is a good word from God, because even today, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I let somebody get under my skin today. And I know it wasn't nobody but the enemy. I let them get under my skin. And um, they happened to, you know, help to assist in writing my check. So this might not be good because I got to meet with them in the morning. But it's all right. Um, I had, I just let them get to me. I was frustrated. And I just let them get to me. It's as simple as that. And I said some things or actually typed it in a doggone email. So it's proof. Uh, I should have said it for, instead. But <laughs> And so there are people that's going to push your buttons. I'm saying that to say this. People will push your buttons. And they will try you. And you've got to be strong to still show that Christian love and kindness toward, toward them. Not just because they pay for my paycheck, but because of the testimony of Christ in me. That's what bothered me more than anything. Because I can get a job. I was looking for one when I came here. And I'll be looking for one when I leave. But because of my character as a Christian, that is what disturbs me most about the whole situation. So we got about eight minutes. So I'm going to open it up. And anybody have anything? Any statements, any comments? It's interesting because I think it's either yesterday or this morning that about something similar. That was one of the scriptures it was talking about. Um, I can't remember. It's in Hebrews. Um, Hebrews 4, 16. It was yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It was yesterday. I can't remember the scripture, but it was basically saying the same same thing, really. So, hey, that was good. That's all I can amen, say. amen. Oh. That's what I had to say about it. Like, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Backing on something that, uh, his mother was done. So. You know, I don't know all my stuff. John 13 or something, I think. Amen. John 13? 
I can't remember exactly what it was, but oh, it's okay. It's okay. If it, I mean, God does repeat His word, and He does His confirmation. You know, because y'all already had it, and then here's God saying again, "Okay, this is important." When He repeats it more than once, we know there's something important about it. Galatians five thirteen. That's what it was. Okay, Galatians five. Okay, read it. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Let us serve one another humbly in love. Amen. Yeah, one before that was about, the day before that was about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen. We definitely need to do that. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate you guys coming. Minister Kelly, you have anything? No, not really. Uh, enjoy the uh, message. Yes. Uh, need to work on that kindness part uh, personally, but um, to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. I don't think I think all of us can use a little bit no, more dose of a little more Jesus, like uh, Erica Campbell would say. I need just a little more Jesus because people push you. Push your buttons. I promise they do, and they do it on purpose to see how you're gonna behave. Sometimes we do good. Sometimes we have to ask for repentance and let the Lord, you know, show forth His strength in the end. Yes, exactly. So, um, who gonna who wanna pray us out? Minister Killer. <laughs> Minister Kelly, go pray us out. Yes, we Baby, we only got four minutes and 30 seconds. I just want to remind the brother. He's a, he's a prayer. Yeah. I, I ain't going to pray that long. <laughs> okay, y'all. Y'all better hear me. Yeah. So uh, let us pray and close it out. Oh, gracious, dear and Father, Lord, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for this. Uh, blessed time, Father God. Lord, thank you, Father God, for the scriptures that was read today, Father God. Lord, help us, Father God, to become more like you and to show more of those acts of kindness and the ability to forgive, especially those that have done us wrong. God, we just pray, Father God, that you help us in that area. And Father God, we just pray, Father God, for all those that are sick today, Father God, we pray for the Huntley family, uh, Reverend Huntley, uh, who was who had a stroke yesterday. Yes, we sir. lift him up before you, and we lift his family up before you. And, uh, Lord, we just pray, Father God, Lord, that your will be done, Father God, in his life, in his family life. And, Lord, even in this, Father God, Lord, that you receive the glory. God, we just give you praise, and we give you honor. And we thank you, Lord, for everybody that came, for brother-in-law and sister-in-law, Father God, to hear the word, Father God. and and pray, God, that their spirits was lifted up, Father God, even for the little child that showed up, Father God, that even heard the word, Father God. We pray for her as well. Yes. We give you all the praise, and we give you all the honor. In your blessed son name, Jesus Christ, amen. 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 <laughs> now, the next topic we're going to be talking about is going to be, so y'all can get ready, it's love. I think we can handle that. Love. And just so you know, most likely we're going to be reading first chapter, uh, uh, First Corinthians, the 13th chapter. We're going to discuss it. 
So First Corinthians, everybody can go ahead and start looking at it. First Corinthians 13, and we're going to pull out everything that they say love is in that chapter. I mean, there's other scriptures too. I may throw a few more, but I know we're going to definitely focus on First um, Corinthians the 13th chapter. And we need love right now for sure. Mm-hmm. With everything, all the hatred that's going on, we definitely need, we need that love. So I'm going to let y'all go. We're going to get off here a little early today. Well, anybody well, have anything else? Any questions or anything else? Stay tuned. Stay in prayer. Keep your head up because there's a blessing in store for you. Amen. Amen. Hey, 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 we're looking forward. Uh, we're looking forward to the wedding date that's fastly approaching. I know. 